Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey guys, welcome back to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. I've got with me somebody who's really interesting. Uh, but, uh, so uh, his name is Joel Irway, and he's a guy I've been following for some time. Uh, I know you've got your own podcast about uh, webinar marketing, Joel. So I really appreciate you coming on the call. So thanks for your time, man. Yeah, Brian, glad to be here. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be really exciting because I, I think you've got a, a lot of share, even though you're uh, another one of those guys who I can't like uh, throw a bunch of money at you and get you to write a sales letter. Um, you know, you uh, have a lot a lot to share, which I can't wait to hear from you about uh, about copywriting. So um, let me let me tell you guys a bit about Joel if you're uh, not up to speed on him. Um, he, you're, you're the founder of uh, the webinar agency, Experts Unleashed. Um, it's a sold with webinars uh, is the name of the podcast that, that I'm a huge fan of. Um, you have the Experts Unleashed podcast as well. Um, you've been, uh, um, since 2014, you've been helping entrepreneurs transform their, their passions into six and seven figure expert based businesses, which is really cool. It's really powerful. So um, I'm really excited to hear what you've got to share with us today. So can you tell, tell us a bit about uh, how you got started in this? Yeah, great. So, um, you know, my, my story is a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm trying to overcome a cold here. So if I'm okay. coughing, I apologize. It's probably going to come no, over no, on the fine. audio. But um, my background in this industry, uh, you know, in the whole digital marketing space starts back in 2013, 2014. Um, before I jumped into this world, I was an engineer. I, I had done commercial heating and cooling sales. Um, I was a sales engineer, and so I was selling commercial heating and cooling equipment to hospitals, um, schools, commercial office buildings, you name it. And uh, so I, I take a, an analytical and engineer, engineering approach to kind of sales and marketing. It's just kind of this unique, yeah. unique way that I got brought up. I mean, I, went to, I didn't go to school for sales and marketing. I went to school for mechanical engineering. <laughs> And um, in 2014, I decided uh, after reading Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, which I'm sure like 95% of the people in the yeah. entrepreneurship space has read that book. Sure. But um, I had read his I had read his book probably in 2013, 2014. Started to explore this world of virtual assistants and you know making money online, side hustle, the whole nine yards. And so I I had really gotten hooked on that idea. Um, I had uh, my first venture into business was to write an ebook. I thought I'm going to publish a book. Tim Ferriss published a book. Ramit Sethi published a book. A um, bunch of other guys that I followed, they all published a book. I read their books, and you know that's how they they made their, you know, they made their big break. Um, so I did. I published a book in the engineering space. Uh, it was in the engineering test prep space space. It doesn't get more niche than that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was actually a very successful book. I mean, by all things considered, I wouldn't say it's successful monetary wise, but to this day still makes me about 50 bucks a month, which is, which is pretty, yeah. pretty interesting. Passive income. Like, yeah. tr it's true passive income. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think I have anything even to this day that's more passive income than that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, I wrote this book. I launched it, uh, just a Kindle book, you know, not even a hardcover, not even paperback, um, launched it. And, uh, honestly it, would, it did way better than I, than I expected, but, um, I couldn't make a living off of it. I mean, mm. in its heyday, I might've been making a hundred bucks a month. 
Mm. So anyway, I'm like, okay, well, um, you know, I need to learn digital marketing and figure out how to sell this book. So I, um, I had been following uh, a few people online and all of a sudden I get this ad from Russell Brunson back in uh, either late 2013 or late 2014. And I had never heard of him before. Literally my first exposure to him was this ad that he was offering to coach people on digital marketing. I'm like, okay, let's check it out. So check it out, apply for a call, um, talk to a salesperson to end up hiring, you know, joining his coaching program. Uh, this was right when he launched ClickFunnels, like, like the same uh, month that so he launched ClickFunnels. So it was like before the books and everything, before the free plus shipping books. I think he had his 108 split test book. Oh, that one. But I think yeah, that, that was like it. the first one. Yeah. 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 Dot com secrets didn't come out. Um, mm. Expert secrets wasn't out. Anyway, so uh, joined his coaching program and started to learn digital marketing. The thing that Russell was telling everyone to do at the time, which he's still telling everyone to do, to my knowledge, uh, is webinars. He's like, okay, yeah. you know, and, and I joined his coaching program because I said, okay, well, I've got this book, but I need to sell something a little bit more expensive because I can't make money off of a $9 book. Um, I can't make as much money as I thought off a $9 book. So I'm like, I'm going to launch a course for a few hundred bucks. So Russell's like, okay, cool. That's, that's a good idea. You should launch a webinar, like sell it via webinar, run paid traffic, sell it via webinar. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay. So, you know, I learned his webinar style and I'm like, I, I get this because I've been doing sales presentations already for five or six years. Yeah. So my learning curve wasn't, wasn't that steep. So started doing webinars and um, I was actually like really, really close to like having a very successful, very successful offer. Um, if I had known back then what I know now, <laughs> I would have kept with it. I mean, I was That's basically story in my life too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was basically break even on my first venture. I mean, like I was yeah. running these webinars weekly, making some sales here and there, you know, breaking even on paid traffic, maybe even making some money here and mm. there. But you know, it wasn't like putting profit in my pocket. So I ended up running out of cash for ad spend. And I'm like, crap, well, what do I do now? Uh, so I called up Russell and I'm like, hey man, like I'm out of cash for ad spend. I love your coaching program, but uh, I need to, I need to make some money. So can I sell your program for you? Can I sell, like, can I do phone sales for you? I know you're still trying to fill up your leads, but um, you know, can I run phone sales for you? And he's like, I don't have any openings right now, but connect with this other guy in our coaching program who is looking for a phone sales person. Mm. Maybe something will happen there. He introduces me to a guy named Jason who was running a weekly live webinar. Russell literally told everybody in the coaching program to be running webinars, which is very relevant in just a few minutes. I'll explain, but hook up with Jason and Jason's like, yeah, I'm selling a thousand dollar program doing a weekly live webinar. Like Russell says, but I've got a whole list of leads and their phone numbers, um, follow up with them and try and close the deals of people who don't buy. I'm like, all right, He's, he says, watch my webinar. And, uh, and then you can go, uh, follow up the leads. So I watched the webinar and I'm like, dude, how well is this converting? And he's like, ah, it's basically break even. I'm making like maybe one or two sales a week, sometimes none, sometimes two. So it's on average about one sale a week. I'm spending about a thousand dollars a week in paid traffic. We're basically break even. So I said, okay, well, um, and I didn't tell him this. I don't have any experience in phone sales. I was just hustling to make some money. So I told him, Hey, give me a shot at your webinar. Like, let me revise your webinar for you. Let me pitch it on your behalf live. And, uh, and then I'll go follow up with all the, you know, with all the phone leads. 
He's like, all right, great, because I hate doing webinars. So I'm only doing it because Russell told me to do it. So two weeks go by, uh, I, I pitch his webinar after I revised it. And that first week that I pitched it, we did 14 sales versus his one that he was doing <laughs> per week. So yeah. we made $14,000 that first week of me pitching his live webinar. And he went bonkers. He went ape shit. I saw a huge opportunity with shifting my focus because I'm in a group where everybody's doing webinars. 98% of them are struggling. I'm like, all right, well, here's a little honeypot for me to kind of siphon off of and, and add value. So that was really kind of launch. The launch of the webinar agency was, was that little, I don't want to say little journey, but it was that entrepreneurial <laughs> journey. Yeah. It's always, it's always, uh, you know, struggles like that where, where our biggest successes come from, I think, you know, because we really learned something when all that shit goes down, you know, it's, that's when we, uh, uh, we have to do, do what, what it takes, uh, to get somewhere. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's never, it's usually never straightforward. It's usually never like what you planned on doing. I yeah, never, yeah. you know, I never envisioned that I was going to be the webinar guy. I was going to be, a, you know, <laughs> this guy who builds and launches webinars for clients. But, um, you know, it was, yeah. that was what was getting me success. That's what I started to make a name for mm -hmm. in the space. And, uh, the rest is history. It is. And, and I remember, um, it was, uh, What's it now? It's 2020 now, so like uh, four years ago, um, I was working at Mind Valley as a senior copywriter, and then we, uh, then I took over the leadership of uh, of the, the team at Mind Valley where we uh, did all the uh, um, uh, evergreen funnels that run traffic, and a huge part of Mind Valley, um, even more so now, is webinars. As you've probably seen, you know they spend. Uh, you know, uh, well, let's, let's say it's a lot of money uh, uh, per month on driving traffic to the webinar. That's their main uh, customer acquisition portal. Um, so back then, um, the reason I'm telling you this is because uh, I went out looking for webinar information because, you know, I wanted to uh, really um, turn around the performance of these things. And uh, and I found your podcast um, and I got a, lot, got a lot of really useful information out of that over the years. Um, uh, this is why, how I'm, I get, got to know you as a webinar guy as well. So um, uh, tell us more about the kind of work that, that you actually do with webinars and where the uh, persuasion element really comes into it. Because I know you, you do a, a lot of the scripts and strategies uh, for the webinars as well. Yep. So there's a, there's a really, really big strategic component with this. Um, more and more these days we are uh, we are... It depends on the client, right? Depends on how yeah. um, advanced the client is, how mature the, the client is with their business. Um, you know, just naturally the largest market in any market is going to be the newbie, the beginner market, right? So we get a yeah, lot of sure. people who are just starting out, just trying to launch their own program, just trying to launch their own course, whatever it is. And um, in about two or three years ago, we I, I started to see a new opportunity develop inside of, inside of this space. Um, you know, you know, so as we honed our craft, as we started getting better results and started getting more consistent results, obviously the demand for our services went up and, and, uh, we were able to raise our prices and, uh, and, and with that, we had to re you know, we started having to push more clients away that, you know, were 
mm. not able to afford our services. Most of those people were in the beginner markets. And so I saw this opportunity start to come up where it's like, okay, not everybody should be going to straight to a webinar, like to start, like you have, yeah. if you haven't offer oh, a webinar is probably the most difficult avenue to try and validate an unproven offer. It's a lot of work to create a webinar. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of content that you have to talk about inside of your webinar and every piece mm -hmm. of content can either attract or repel your audience. And mm -hmm. you really have no way of, um, there are ways of, of figuring out like how to do it, but there are much easier ways to validate an offer than a long form direct selling webinar, whether it be live or whether it be automated. Yeah. And so uh, about three years ago, I started to see this, this trend and I started to brainstorm different ideas of, okay, how can we serve this market and how can we help those people who are not yet ready for a webinar to help them scale? Because that's really where I view a webinar. A webinar is a mass market tool that can yeah. really help somebody scale once you've got your messaging, once you've got your offers dialed in. So what can I do to, you know, how can I create a step before that to help people validate their offers? And so we ultimately developed this thing called a mini webinar where it's the premise of the mini webinar is the same as a long form webinar. So you still do some teaching, you mm -hmm. have strategic pieces of content, but the number one thing that we are doing is we are validating the offer right away. And when I say right away, I mean within the first five to 10 seconds of our mini webinar. Now the mini webinar is also automated. It's short form, it's not scheduled, so it's really just a video. Um, but like the content inside of the mini webinar follows a very similar framework to the content that we do inside of a long form webinar. It's just trimmed down to speak to the type of buyer who values their time more than they value their money. So this does yeah. a couple of really cool things. This opened up a lot of doors for us and it started to, um, it started to shift the shift the perception of uh, of the industry. So, my belief, and I learned, I had this belief, but I could never conceptualize it. I could never yeah. explain it until I saw this article from Elon Musk and Tesla. So he talks about uh, this was back in 2016. This is the summer of 2016 when I saw this post. But um, Elon had just released his 10 year. He was coming up on his 10 year anniversary of launching Tesla, and he said, um, "Our our 10 year." plan is is coming to fruition uh and i just wanted to kind of share with you what it was so you can see you know so you can see how how far we've come and he said phase one was we launched a very exclusive um you know uh, high-priced car to you know the smallest market possible and we the do that to... because yeah necessarily expensive right and it's the roadster it was over a hundred thousand dollars to launch that to to buy that car they did that so they could get cash flow coming in it's going to be their most profitable car and they're going to use that to then reinvest those profits down into their more mass marketable cars. So the first launch was the Tesla highest tiered version. The second car was the, or, or um, the first launch was the Roadster. The second one was whatever. It was probably an $80,000 car. I can't remember. Yeah. The, I don't have a Tesla, so I don't know the exact models, but then it went down to like the model S and the model three. But the idea was they used a dissension model to build out their value ladder. And so many people in the course creation space do the exact opposite mm -hmm. because they follow the teachings of exactly what I was doing. You know, when I first launched, I thought I needed to create a book, then upsell, upsell, upsell. And 
most of us are in bootstrap mode. We're in startup mode where we don't have endless funds to, to make this work. And so when I was thinking about whatever I could do with this first phase, you know, like I knew that we needed to teach people how to create a high ticket version of their course. So they were coming to me saying, Joel, I, you know, Russell says you're the webinar guy. Um, I've seen testimonials from him all over the internet. I'm talking about how great you are. Um, I read about you in expert secrets. He wrote about you in expert secrets. You know, he tells me that I need to do a webinar. So you're the webinar guy, help yeah. me out. So I, I started to teach these people how to take their, and they would all come to me with an idea for a, either a $500 course or a 997 course. It's like yeah. the golden yeah. rule. Like, okay, Russell has a 997 course. I need Don't to have a 997 course. course. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, you haven't valid, you know, most of these people hadn't validated their offer. So I said, um, what is, you know, if I could help you turn that 997 course into a five or a $10,000 program, like, would you be interested? And immediately like their eyes are like, uh, yeah, I'd be interested, but I have no idea how you can help me do that. Like that's, you know, that's, that's crazy. And I said, okay, don't worry about the how right now, but you know, here's why you need to start with a high ticket offer first cash flow mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. Yeah. And so I explained this whole thing that I just talked about the dissension model versus the ascension model. And, uh, and people really started to grasp that concept. And this is when we just, we started to develop the mini webinar. And the whole idea is people who buy high ticket programs, high ticket offers, five, eight, 10, 15, $25,000 offers from cold traffic, they value one thing more than anything else, right? They value their time over their money. The people who are going to buy, the vast majority of the people who are going to buy your lower ticket stuff are people who value their money over mm. their time, meaning they're willing to sacrifice more time to learn about the product, to watch a long form webinar, to do their research on if this opportunity is right for them because they have more time than they have, than they do have money. Now this yeah, is yeah. hitting a very broad brush. There's obviously going to be some exceptions, but, but it's a different kind of customer, isn't it? It's a different kind of customer. Exactly. And so we started to launch these mini webinars, short eight to 12 minute, you know, video presentations to speak to that person who values their time. So mm -hmm. they're not going to sit through a long webinar. Yeah. Want to give me the need to know information, make me the offer. If I'm interested, let's hop on a call and let's, and let's take the next steps. It's completely changed the game for us. We have, we have launched <clears throat> dozens of offers and, and students and clients and our own programs to 30, 50, 100, 250, like upwards over a million dollars a month. I had one client who, uh, who went from zero to a million dollars a month in like four or five months. It was just ridiculous with the mini webinar. Uh, and so basically what we do now, like our, our customer journey is phase one. If they haven't validated their offer, we start with a mini webinar and we launch mm -hmm. a high ticket version of their course and we get them to at least $50,000 per month. Once they hit $50,000 per month, now they've given, like they have the green light to then reinvest their profits into an automated marketing system, usually an automated webinar to sell their product and service. And so that's kind of the the flow and the timeline of, of, of how we do this kind of one, two punch of mini webinars and direct selling webinars. And the, and the other side, the other major benefit of that is when we launch the automated webinar on the back end after they've validated with a mini webinar, we have all the data, we have all the marketing Intel, we have all the content that we know that they're responding to. So creating that long form webinar is a lot less risky, a lot easier. And, uh, it just makes, it makes a lot more sense. 
Yeah, yeah, and there's so many um, interesting things to sort of unpack from that that whole thing that uh, it's like the com the complete opposite of what everyone is is teaching. Like you know, everyone everyone wants to have the, the free sign up and then the seven dollar tripwire and, and go up from there. Um, yeah. uh, one of the um, most recent uh, episodes that, that I recorded um, as we record this with was with um, uh, Brian Kurtz from from Boardroom, and he. And he uh, said something really interesting that the boardroom did, uh, you know, billion dollars in sales, thirty nine bucks at a time. So, which is, uh, which he was saying, you know, it's, it, you kind of did it the hard way, but you know, it's much better if you could do that that uh, ten thousand dollars at a time. Well, there are uh, so that episode with Brian was a great episode, and the thing with um, it, the thing with Brian was that he had access to lists. Right. Yeah, like, that's true. I mean, I think he still had to pay for them. It still cost him money, but he had access to targeted to targeted lists. I mean, in this day and age with social media advertising and Facebook and Instagram and, you know, YouTube, those are the three primary, you know, three primary advertising channels for most inform information marketers these days. Um, like we don't have like the lists are all on on those channels and we can get laser targeted where we don't have to risk a huge budget to mm. test these ideas and to test these, test these concepts. I mean, um, you know, we launched these things called power offers, which will tell us right away, okay, is this message working or is it not? I mean, and it's like, we're making the offer straight in the ad. So yeah. that's the first thing that I want people to validate. I want them to validate their offers because that's, what's going to tell them if they're going to pay their pay them money or not. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that, just the time has changed. The times have changed so much since when, uh, you know, back in the old school days, and they and they still work. Those methods still do work, and um, it's just a completely different model. It's a completely different business model, and um, I love the high ticket model. I mean, the high ticket. I, I should say I love the dissension model. I yeah, love the yeah, dissension yeah. model more than I love the high ticket model. I mean, it's just, you know, working it out in phases is is in the in the right phases. It's it's a world of difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, having that uh, 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 different type of customer um, that comes along with the uh, um, with the higher ticket prices is, is all important, you know, because if, uh, I mean, this is one reason why, and I was inspired by Matt Basic to have my email, own email list is only buys. You have to buy something from me to get on, on, on my email list. So um, that was something he talked about in his episode as well. But uh, um, so I figure that that's better than a free lead because they've spent some money. Um, and uh, and uh, so, so many people are, are offering um, high ticket uh, uh, courses and products at the moment, but they don't, they don't have this, this system figured out, which, which you so brilliantly figured out with the mini webinar. Yep. That's what I think is really amazing. You know, it's, it's funny too. Um, I wanted to... I wanted to put my money... Like, I was out there not bashing the low ticket model, but, um, you know, basically saying that I, I thought there was a better way. And I wanted to make sure that if I was going to be making those claims, I could justify it with actual data that I had tested. And so I had run a test last year on a low ticket model where I was trying to ascend people mm -hmm. into my, my backend high ticket offers. Now, the big caveat is, okay, um, you know, did my, could I have improved some Ascension sequences? Yes, absolutely. Could I have improved some things within the funnel? Absolutely. 
But the fact of the matter is we spent $30,000 testing this with paid traffic. Um, we had a front end conversion system that was a little less than break even, but it was a $21 front end offer. We had a $37 order bump. We had a $297 upsell after that. And then we had a $497 upsell after that. Yeah, very so we had, and this was after, yeah, typical, typical Ascension model. And I got to tell you, man, um, first of all, uh, it, we were just less than break even. Um, and which I was fine with. I mean, like for running that test, I was totally fine with it. I'm like, yeah. great. Well, now I've got a list of buyers. I've got a yeah. list of people who have bought something from me. Like these, we're going to have a bunch of people that, that ascend into coaching or ascend into consulting or ascend into done for you. The exact opposite happened. So um, maybe strategically what I was doing was way off, but we had not one person mm. ascend into a backend mm. offer, not one. Um, so I just want to put my, my full transparency out there. I'm sure I was doing something wrong, but I, <laughs> I was like the funnel converted. So the yeah, Ascension yeah. sequence converted. Uh, but I mean, we, we didn't have a single person ascend. I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like not one, not one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird because, you know, um, when, when uh, experts teach us about the Ascension model, you know, they, they say oh, a certain percentage of your hyper responses will buy everything you've got and they'll, they'll keep ascending. Um, but that's uh, often just an assumption if you haven't proven your uh, offer and business model. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's definitely an assumption and not many people have that much money to spend on, mm. on a test like that. Um, what's interesting is like, we got a lot of like, our customer support went through the roof, meaning like our customer support went, request went through the roof you know, because there's technical issues with delivering the content. Also, yeah. like it was, it became, I don't want to say a nightmare because that's probably over exaggerating, but like it was a huge headache for not making any money and not ascending a single person. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we would have people email us saying like they were literally spending their last $21 on me. I'm like, don't buy it. Yeah. Like this is not going, like this is not a cure all to, to, to writing mm -hmm. you a blank check. But like they would literally email us saying like, is this going to work for me? This is my, literally my last $21. I'm like, Oh God. Like, and we just didn't get that with like going from the top down. Um, but going so, from the bottom up, I mean, you attract so the people yeah. who are interested in $21 offers. I mean, yeah. like I said, That's guys, true. there are guys out there who have mastered that funnel. And I'm, I can guarantee you, I had something that was strategically off, but that's a big test. It took us months to build that out and test it. Like we had mm. multiple upsells that we had to, that we were testing. Yeah. We had multiple yeah. variations. Like that wasn't our first version. It was probably our seventh where we finally got it to like break even. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's, the case, that's the case with a lot of people. They don't tell you about the other six versions. They just tell you about the, the final one that, that works yep. to, to an extent. So, um, yep. but, no, but what I was going to say is no one comes along and and uh, it's going to email you and say, this is my last $10,000, you know, will this work? Yeah. I mean, so, you'll get people, you'll get people who are, who are skeptical, like when they're, when they're in the buying process. And um, if somebody is telling you like the, the beauty is because when we first launched these many, when we launched many webinars, like they're, we're running consultation calls. So if there are any indicators that like they're spending their last dime with me, like I will not mm -hmm. take them on this client. So like I have that yeah. ability to, to reject them because they're yeah. going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so there's that, but that doesn't happen 
all that often. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of something that uh, um, Justin Brooke used to talk about. I think this is uh, um, back when I was still writing the Daily Edge. And he po- I think he posted about this too. Um, he said that, that people don't uh, go along and watch a, watch a webinar and say, uh, say to them, oh, this is a webinar. That means I'm not spending over $500. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a this is a VSL. Therefore, I'm not going to spend over nine. It was nine hundred ninety-eight. I'm not buying. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't say that. It's it's about the value that the, the, the value exchange that you provide. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's yeah, it's it's value exchange. It's you know there there's no hard limit. I mean, I would say there's there's always exceptions. We see the vast like if you're running to cold traffic to an automated webinar, usually the barrier of like the maximum break-even point that you're like the maximum like price of elasticity in, in your profit margin is, uh, I haven't really seen any cold traffic automated webinar funnels work that are over $2,000, yeah. right? That's yeah. kind of the rule of thumb. Uh, we're running one right now, which is 1250 uh, and it's paid in full, no payment plan. That's working extremely well for us, extremely nice. well for us for high ticket courses. Um, so, does that that tells us that yes, I could probably raise the price and we'd still be fine. But like right now, our numbers are great at that price point, so I'm just going to keep running that and optimizing other other elements. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the thing that um, that I find a lot of uh, people um, gets held up on, and and of course this, this is uh, what I'm thinking to an extent as well, is about finding that. Uh, Ten thousand dollars sale or whatever uh, as the as the first sale. You know we've been indoctrinated into the ascension model. So why is someone going to come on, on who doesn't know us and and uh, uh, suddenly watches the webinar and suddenly they're spending ten grand? With it? Is it just that value, or um, uh, is there is there certain techniques to to do that strategies, or is this just um, you know a block that I have that I think that, that people aren't going to spend ten grand of their first transaction? Could you say that again? What was the question? I uh, like uh, uh, is, uh, is are there certain techniques that uh, that uh, or strategies and tactics that you use in these mini webinars? Um, uh, is there special things that you that you do, or do do I just have a uh, have an assumption that people won't spend ten grand the first time with you? Yeah, and so like the the general uh, the general theme of of what we do with the mini webinars is what like. You know, we want them to be, uh, you know, 10 to 12 minutes long, right? Yeah. Some of our clients, they're a little wordy. You know, they have a hard time slicing, yeah. <laughs> slicing content out, which is fine. So they might be 20 or 25 minutes long. But like the number one thing that we want to make sure, um, that we want to make sure, and, and, and this all comes from a book that I read um, by Bob, one of Bob Bly's book, books, um, How to Create an Irresistible Offer. So he had this chart that talked about um, the cost to acquire a customer depending on your, depending on your marketing piece. And it was basically uh, four, um, four scenarios. And it was balancing um, whether it was primarily offer-driven or primarily brand-driven, right? The more offer-driven it was, the lower your cost per customer. The more brand-driven the content was, meaning like very few call to act, calls to action, yeah. um, more educating, the higher the cost per acquisition was. <clears throat> and so when I read that a few years ago, like the light bulb went off, it's like, shit, like 
we just need to be making offers. Like, yeah. you know, if we have a high cost per acquisition, like we need to be making offers, like just make, make the damn offer. It's kind of a, a, a something that I've been coining over the course of the past three years. So with the mini webinars and with, you know, pairing it with our power offer ads, like the whole thing that we do is we reverse the sales and marketing thing. <clears throat> we reverse the sales and marketing relationship. Everyone thinks you have to market, market, market first, and then make an offer. I go the exact opposite. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is, is killing me right now. Uh, um, I go the exact opposite, meaning like I, it's kind of like what Matt Bazak told you. It's like, I only want buyers on my list. It's like, okay, well, I don't really want to sell them. Like I, like I want to find a, a better way to, uh, to do that. Like I, I subscribe yeah. to the exact same methodology, but like, how can I do it without having to actually collect their credit card? And the way that I do it is every, like the first, the first thing that they see from me, the first thing that any new audience sees from me, I want them to see an offer, meaning a promise, right? It's not necessarily like, okay, Hey, here, buy something from me. It's, I want to do X, Y, and Z for you. And the, the framework that I put in my power offer is attention, my ideal customer, right? If I offered to insert major promise, major benefit without the obstacle, would you take me up on that offer? That's what I call a one to two sentence power offer. Yeah. So I'll give you a quick example. Like the, one of the first ones that I launched, which just kind of opened up the floodgates to a massive set of leads for me was, uh, you know, if I offered, you know, attention course creators, if I offered to build, to build you a webinar in the next 24 hours, guaranteed to convert, you know, without you having to worry about what to say, and, or without you having to worry about, you know, structuring the content, would you take me up on that offer? Uh, and I launched that as an ad and our lead flow went through the roof, right? It's, I'm making an offer. I'm not asking them for their credit card, but I'm making them a promise and making them an offer. I do the exact same thing. Like once they click on that link from that ad, and this can be an email, this can be a social media post. This doesn't have to be paid traffic. Um, whenever they respond to that call to action, the first thing that they're going to see is they're going to see a mini webinar, which is a little bit more information about what I'm talking about here. Now, the very first thing that I do inside the mini webinar is I repeat the offer. It's the same, yeah, it's yeah. the same framework. I want them to see offer first. And if they're not bought in on the offer, that's totally fine. I want them to go away. Yeah, that's but if they are interested in the offer, then I give them some marketing pieces. Then I give them mm -hmm. some supplemental information to tell them a little bit more about me build my authority, build my credibility. I'm not trying to rewrite the, the rules of sales and marketing. I'm just trying to put them in a more effective mm -hmm. order for people who are out there bootstrapping it to people who are out there, you know, wanting to do this on their own. And so yeah. we do sales first and then marketing lead with the offer, then supplement with marketing. And there's a lot of stuff that we can cut out from long form presentations. The people who value their time more than their money, they just want the need to know. They yeah, want to know what your true. methodology is. They want to know what your um, mechanism yeah. is, and they want to know what your promise is. And that's mm. and a little a little bit about your authority. Like, and when I say a little bit, like they really don't care much about you, like yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, they care about themselves and what you can yeah. do for them. Yeah. So that's really interesting, and it uh, uh, what you're talking about there really takes me back to those old. Uh, uh, door knocking and cold calling sales days, which I, I've done as well, you know, um, where we would qualify uh, the prospect uh, straight out of, uh, out of the blocks because you, you, 
you don't want to stand on somebody's door, doorstep for 10 minutes uh, if they're not going to be interested in whatever you're selling. So right. um, that's, a, that's what you just described there. It's a great way to, to pre-frame everything um, in a way that you, that you selling them something becomes uh, like uh, uh, 100% inevitable and it makes perfect sense because you wouldn't start off that way and then, and then not try and sell them something. So if they're open to that, it's pre-framing the whole thing where I think sometimes that we, we try the, the marketing, marketing, marketing and before we get to the sale because we're sometimes afraid of turning them off by making that offer too early. But the way, but the way, you're, way you're doing it um, is the complete opposite. You're making that offer early so the ones who do stick around are the ones who are open to it. Yep. Yep. And we have had just so many people are, are, are out there and they think like if, they, if they've never launched a high ticket offer before, meaning three, five or $10,000, number one, they don't believe that you can launch it to cold traffic. They don't believe cold traffic is going to, they're going to buy it. And yeah. we have debunked that over and over and over mm. again. Um, we had one client who we uh, like, he was the picture perfect scenario of exactly what I described earlier. He came to me, said, Joel, you're the webinar guy. I have an idea for a $500 course. Help me sell it. I had to reshape his whole way of thinking. He's like, okay, cool. I offered to, you know, I, I saw that we could design a $10,000 program for him. Mm. He's like, all right, I trust you. Let's do it. The very first lead that came into his pipeline, like, like our funnel goes opt in, like, just give me your name and email, watch the mini webinar and apply. That very first person who gave their name and email signed up for a $10,000 program. Wow. Very first person. He spent le like less than a dollar or less than $2 on ads. <laughs> That's um, a hell of an ROI. It was, it was nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. We had another client who was in the gym space. And the first day that he launched his ads, he sold a $10,000 program. I can't say it was his first lead. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was the first day he sold a $10,000 program. Because so, like, he never, like he had never, this is a brand new offer, right? It's, it's a new mm -hmm. audience. So, I mean, just time and time and time again, the thing is, if you have a promise that is good enough and it's relevant, like people are going to want it and yeah, they're going to yeah. want to know, like people value, like the one thing that people value over anything, like more than money is they value speed. So if you want to yeah. create a sexy offer, design it around speed. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you people will pay big money to just get something done faster, to get a result faster. It doesn't even matter what the result is. Frame your offer, your high ticket offer around speed and you will get people raising their hand left and right. Left yeah. and right. Yeah, that, that's an amazing distinction. And, and uh, um, let, me, let me write that down because I don't, wanna, I don't wanna forget this. Even though I do the transcripts of these and all the reviews and everything, but uh, uh, that's, that's a writer downer, um, although there's yep. been <laughs> several of them so far. Um, the, the, one, the one core thing that, that you keep coming back to, which, uh, uh, um, which I'm really noticing resonates with me, is, is about the thinking. You know, we think that we need to start off with, uh, um, with a $7 tripwire. We think that, uh, uh, that we can't do all these things. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. Uh, uh, so um, is, that, is that the core of it, just m fixing your mindset? Uh, it's, it's fixing your mindset. Yes. Uh, when I reach out to people who are now watching our long form webinar, right? Cause we're in scale mode. We launched our own mini webinar for this offer 
long time ago, does very well. We still use it. It's, it's in our funnel. Um, right now, we are not driving paid traffic to it because we've crossed that $50,000 per month mark with this offer. So now we're in scale mode with the automated webinar version, the productized version. So um, I reach out to leads every day who opt into my long form webinar, just asking them what they thought about the training. The number one thing that I get back is that I, <clears throat> excuse me, the number one comment that I get back is, Joel, you've opened my eyes to this whole idea yeah. of descension versus ascension. I was trying to, you know, blog and create content every day and all this other stuff, which wasn't producing results. But, you know, if I want to get to 30 or 50K per month, I need to switch my focus and go high ticket first and then descend down. That's the biggest aha moment that, that I get from people who are watching the training and who are just coming into my world. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I uh, um, managed to get you on the show because uh, uh, it's opened my eyes to, to this sort of thing as well. Um, because I've been long been a student of the uh, Ascension model. I've uh, used that pretty well in, in numerous industries. Um, but uh, um, uh, I'm going to go, well, out, so go I, away from this and do my own. Yeah, well, so I want, I, I want to make a, a key point here. Um, I, I don't want to trash the Ascension model. Hmm, like yeah, course, Ascension... Yeah. Ascension works. The Ascension model does work. It just needs for the vast majority of us who, you know, don't have startup funding, who are bootstrapping it. We have to do it backwards. Meaning I want you to still do an Ascension model, but mm. build it backwards, build it from the top down. Like eventually when you have a complete um, product suite an Ascension suite, like now you have a real business, like you have a, you have a legitimate business and, and you can ascend people like, I'm, I've built my Ascension sequence. I have people who yeah, buy, yeah. join my course and then they upgrade to the agency or they upgrade to consulting. Like it works exactly as designed for the Ascension, but build it backwards. So I want to be, I mean, I want to make that clear distinction. Like I'm, I'm objecting to the way that we are launching our products and services, our programs and services launching with Ascension is the wrong way. We need to launch with descension and then build our products we out that way. So I just want to make that distinction very, very clear. Yeah, yeah. appreciate that. That's, that's uh, um, very uh, valid as well. So yeah, um, uh, now the ways that people can uh, learn more about this and about you, um, the podcast is how I, how I initially found you. Um, so it's sold with webinars. Um, yep. So that, that's actually one of my favorite podcasts. So um, Second only to geniuses of copywriting, but uh, um, but sold with webinars is, is, is a pretty good one as well. Um, now, did you you have another another podcast? I do. It's cu currently called Experts Unleashed, but it's going to be going through a rebrand. Um, I don't know what it's going to be called. It's going to be some form of my personal brand, so probably yeah, the yeah. Joel Show oh, or cool. the Joel Way Show, whatever it is. But um, right now, you can find it as Experts Unleashed, and yeah. I, I can't even give you a time a time frame of when <laughs> it will be rebranded, but. Um, for the time being, That's it is right. called yeah, Experts yeah. Unleashed. Yes. Yeah. What about people who, um, who are smart enough to want you to help them with their webinars? Yeah, the best way to go about that is head over to newwaytolaunch.com. So everything I've been talking about here is like how to launch your programs. And I'm trying to teach people that there's a new way to launch their programs and their, their products and services. So if you go to newwaytolaunch.com, you'll see my own mini webinar. You can, you know, learn more about my whole process. I, I give you the, the very high level of what I call the perfect expert model and everything we just talked about here. Um, 
check it out. Check out the testimonials. You can also go to thewebinaragency.com if you want to learn more about my company, um, learn more about what we've done for other clients. So those are the two resources that people can go to check yeah. check me out. Awesome, and man. So, of course, probably the if the best spot is to check out my podcast. So yeah. sold with webinars. You can find that on thewebinaragency.com and Experts Unleashed or whatever it's going to be called in the future. But, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of sold with webinars and the stuff that you're doing with webinars. So uh, I strongly recommend everyone subscribe to that podcast and then get you to work on the webinars as well. So thanks for coming along. Uh, um, I'll let you go now. Uh, you are a genius of copywriting. Thanks for sharing all of that stuff. It's really been eye-opening for me as well. Um, so we'll have to do this again sometime. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.